0: podcast how's sarah today i'm doing real well Mm -hmm.
1: and i'm i was thinking just as i was saying ola i was thinking about how disappointed i was in myself for not learning a new language like you know amongst the other things i said i would do you know being on lockdown for that was your whatever well you know when and i were like saying like man we should brush up on spanish like Hmm. I, you know, I feel like we were talking about, we want to take a trip to Costa Rica when all this is, you know,
0: yeah, back to a little more normal. Yeah. And so it's another example it of like, came remember and- when we were optimistic. Right. <laughs> yes.
1: Man. Oh man. If that hasn't been the motto <laughs> of this whole year, this whole year, people like, really, what happened hopes. to murder hornets? Right. Did we even talk about that on here? Not on here, no. I can't believe that mm-hmm. murder hornets were in were a headline, and the Brain Candy podcast didn't talk about that.
0: <laughs> that seems right up our alley. Why? Because they're scary and
1: and just the creatures. Insane, insane to open up an article and and
0: and read murder hornet. Like it's what you all always names, say when they need a new PR person. Like who is naming the murder hornets? Murder. I mean. It's
1: appropriate.
0: They should be called tough guys or something.
1: <laughs> hey, you tough guys. <laughs> I, I picture the little hornets like, with
0: the, like, like, why,
1: yada, like Popeye, like, you know, doing that little thing with his hand or they like do it in yeah, a circle. Yeah, they're in, like
0: a biker's gang. They have yeah. bandanas and leather. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Oh, you know what? Speaking of, um, and this is something that I, I, we, I know that we talked about this show a long time ago on here, but it is making a, a, a resurgence because Netflix is finally, you know, hopped on board and mm-hmm. made, created a, uh, like a black lives matter kind of category yeah. and I, which I love. And one of the shows that they have on there now is, um, one of the shows from vice, um, Viceland, that TV network called, um, trigger warning with killer Mike. Oh Yeah. And it – oh, I, I was – Ren and I were watching it. It is so good. And they have an episode where Killer Mike is uh, on Amazon shopping one day and he get like he sees an ad for – sees something pop up where it's like uh, um, the – um, oh, what's that by uh, – Hell's Angels. That mm-hmm. Hell's Angels have like trademarked the name and they've like done all this – like this is a gang. This is a straight up yeah. like motorcycle gang that has yes. like – made themselves, like, a brand. And so he says that why don't we do the same thing in like you know black communities where you know there are gangs and and he calls them instead of calling them gangs i love it he calls them street fraternities which i (laughs) freaking love (laughs) that's great yes and so he gets these guys that um i would they are well they call themselves crips so yeah they're crips and he gets the crips and he gets the bloods and he has them and he he says okay what is you know they think that like you know, gang violence is killing like black Americans. Absolutely not. It's, it, what's the number one killer? Diabetes and sugar and heart and <laughs> Diabetes. those kinds. Of, and, and so it's really soda. Soda is the number one killer. Soda kills more, uh, uh, you know, black Americans than gang violence. I mean, by <laughs> so like, it's like a on ton. soda crime. Totally. So he's like, well, we got to beat them at their own game. So they're like, we're going to make a healthier alternative. And they develop a soda. They call it Crip Cola cripple oh, yeah. and then there's a blood red one and then they try to sell it so these guys and they're like it's so well done and everybody has to see it cuz it's like every single part that. is amazing and they go and they, there's a farmers market where they've got a booth and because people were like what what if i what if i like you know people would like Clueless it was like, if I get caught, you know, and if people, somebody sees me drinking a Crippa Cola like on the street, like you can get killed. And to prove that that was absolutely not true and that that is not mm-hmm. the case, and this is all what the media makes you think, um, they set up a booth at a farmer's market and there was a crips booth and a Bloods booth right next to each other. <laughs> and it was like the most heartwarming thing where they're like, you know together selling their homemade so natural soda at a farmers market it's great like, this is to be like diabetes. i just love yeah right and i'm just mm-hmm. i love it i just the show was so good and and i don't know what made me think of this when what you what you said murder hornets of- pr oh yeah PR and how all it takes yes there you go and all <laughs> it takes is a little bit of a good PR and you can go from a gang that has a reputation like you know the Bloods of the Crips to one like the uh, uh Hells Angels that is like trademarked and has their own merch yeah that's that's really great yep and I hope that soda is still going <laughs> everybody should see that show ah oh,
0: fantastic anywho
1: how you doing Suze?
0: anywho doing good yes. actually my pr- uh, prisoner friends my penitentiary pals they yes. um, have taught me a lot about gang life and you would think that I would have deduced the allure of gangs because I study cults and it's oh. not it's not altogether dissimilar mm-hmm. because I would I kept Wondering just to myself over my life, why would anyone join a gang? Because it seems like nothing but bad news. Oh, my God. Um, I, to me, it's like an easy... I can totally see that.
1: Why? Why somebody would? Yeah. Oh, protection. It's like a different kind of, of hierarchy that's yeah. like... Yeah. Like the
0: mob, too. Yeah. yeah. You know. And But then he was describing a, an element I had never thought of, which is that there's usually like one... Um, grandma or whatever of the one of the people in the gang who mm. is in charge of childcare, and mm. they all take their kids to her, and she will watch them for free. You know, because then they take care it's of a her. community. Yeah, it's like a commune situation. <laughs> well, which and I can see a, yes. how that would be very helpful. Yeah. Well, and
1: that's exactly what they were trying to get. At, what Killer Mike was trying to get across on the show. And why he called them street fraternities, because these same guys, like, are also, they're selling weed, which in California is a thriving business, and, you know and mm-hmm. like that's the whatever like the and and they're they were talking like the the people they were talking to or he had on the show were like running back drives for, to give kids backpacks for like and back to school supplies and they were all it's all about the community and way more than people even like are aware of and it's like you know everything they it is like you're describing
0: yeah and um, i didn't
1: even think about that childcare element
0: yeah, and if if the system and the infrastructure that is supposedly for yes. everyone but really isn't oh. fails you, and like child care is cost prohibitive, et cetera, yeah. then this is a, a wonderful alternative and solution in that regard. Yes. I'm not saying anything about gangs in general or a, please right. don't send me letters. I'm just saying right. if you don't have a different option, right. how great is it if your community crowdsources... Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
1: There's a great movie. I wish I could remember what it's called. I'm gonna. Oh gosh. There's a really good movie that I watched in one of my in my in a class in grad school that was about an immigrant family, like and from Mexico and. The dad, like the different, just basically showing like the little options that they had. And oh, somebody's calling me. Don't call me. Oh, it's my mom. She's always the one calling. Decline. Um. Anyways, so I, I'll I'll come, I'll remember the name of that maybe by the end of this, or at least I'll post it. But it's so good, and it shows all of that. So anybody who's like, what? No, there's no uh, like that. P- people don't have to choose that. Like this is this would be the perfect movie to be like, here you go, watch this. And mm-hmm. now I can't remember what it's called, but any hoodles um i have a really uplifting wonderful story to share with you and something that i am so Susie, you have to see this documentary you will love it have you heard of crip camp of course what it's so good did you see it already yeah oh (laughs) it's it's so good
0: (laughs) It was one it of the best really documentaries good. I've seen in, in, I thought, I thought it like just came out. I mean, I saw it a couple months ago, so maybe it what? did.
1: Susie, <gasps> now I'm mad at you because you saw that and you didn't even tell me. It's on my list. I just didn't get to it yet. Oh, it's so, <laughs> it was so good. What's your favorite part?
0: That it was effective and that they yes. changed the
1: world. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay, so let me tell people out there who are like, what are they talking about? And it's funny that we were talking about the Bloods and the Crips, and then this is called Crip Camp, because at first when I saw this, I was like, Crip Camp, huh? Interesting. And I was like, oh, like, like camp for people who were, like, at the time called Why is Cripple. it called
0: Oh, I didn't actually know why. Okay. And they,
1: that's kind of like how they, you know, at the time were re- not lovingly referred to by, you know, people. Disabled people, and yeah. Yes, disabled people. Mm-hmm. So it's about a camp that was started in the 50s and then it uh, uh, ran until like 1977, I think. But it was a camp um, that was for disabled people and especially like kids and teens. who, And it was a place where they got to just be... Teenagers and in where they were always sidelined in you know life back at home, and this was before the uh uh, uh american, Disabili- Disabilities, american act. Disabilities act, and so there i mean talk about oh God, it was so moving, and to people who just were like often even in their own families like put in institutions mm-hmm. and well,
0: There was a whole range of, um, differently abled people. So it was some people who were more, um, verbally capable and then others Mm -hmm. who who were more physically capable, but everybody had something that made them different from, uh, people in their regular life. And so, but they accommodated for everybody.
1: Yes, and everybody was just the same. And there were so many char- like, uh, uh, people, I like, call them characters because they were just featured in this movie, but who were so, uh, like, how about this one woman, Judy Human? She's the one who was really like, first of all, Suze, you know what, how we feel about last names. What was her last name? Human, <laughs> And she's the one who's leading the Disabilities Act. And like, uh, because she's like, we're all humans and we all have. And I was like, oh, well, if that isn't the most of course. And I mean, so amazing. And what I love is somebody who went to summer camp. So like all the people who were at camp, they went back home and they were like, man, we got to do something about this. A lot of them like stuck together. And I just think this is exactly like my summer camp. And it was, and they used a lot of the same things, like the, the, the lessons and the, the, the things that like summer camp taught them, they carried into mm-hmm. like
0: their activism. And I, you know what is so funny when you were saying like, why didn't you tell me? I was going to tell you about the film, but I had forgotten how you would have connected to the camp component. Yes, I and there was, should have there was one woman that.
1: who even married uh, one of her, like one of the other campers and counselors, and she was <laughs> like, "But he's much younger than me." And right. I was like, "Red, like it's and you and Ren. me, <laughs> right?" I was like, "That is so cute because it does form a special mm-hmm. bond that nobody else can understand." And one of the things that I thought was so moving like one of the moments that they talk about in this is you know the so the this this act it was like the 504 uh uh, um like that was the number of like the the i don't know what legislation or i don't whatever it's called Mm -hmm. i'm like so bad at knowing like the politics side like the legal you know, everything like that side of it. Yeah. Terminology, yes, thank you. Even the terminology for the terminology. <laughs> yes, so there was, there was a, uh, uh, so like it had passed, but nobody was enforcing it. And they weren't doing anything to change because they're like, man, it's too expensive. And we're talking things like elevators so that they can <laughs> use the subway and like, s- like a ramp so they can like get into a building. And they were like, fuck this. We're going mm-hmm. down to San Francisco and we are protesting. And they were like, we're not even going to stay outside. We're going right inside. And they were like, we're staying here and we're having this sit in and we're not moving until, and these are people who are not as able-bodied as, yeah, you know, have, obviously, have and
0: medical needs and yes. Yeah. 20,
1: what was it? 26 days, 28 days. 28 yep. days and one of my favorite parts that was so great there was a man who brad lomax he was an activist and also a black panther and also happened to be in a wheelchair and he was connected to the black the black mm-hmm. panthers and so he co- gets them involved and there was and there was a woman who was being interviewed and she was like oh you know i was talking I was talking to them, and I'm like, man, they didn't have a lot of resources either. They just had, like, one, you know, food kitchen in Oakland, and that was it. And so she asked them, she's like, man, you guys don't even have a lot of resources. Like, why are you here feeding us? And his the response from one of the Black Panthers was, you guys are trying to make the world a better place, and that's what we're all about. Yeah. So if you're going to the trouble of sleeping on the floor, the least we can do is make sure you get fed. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. And it's like just – and somebody – in the, a secretary in Sacramento sent the mattresses, and I love the people who are like, "Yeah, keep doing, keep doing it, and keep well, fighting the can, good fight."
0: Can you? I mean, when you look at the footage and you see all these folks, some of whom <sighs> so have disabilities that are very um, visual, like you can see just by looking at them, yeah. and seeing it on tape that these people have to sit in the hall and camp out in this building. It, if you didn't give them what they wanted, it was going to be <laughs> just like sociopathic. <laughs> Right, like how? I mean, come on! Like, nope, sorry. Yeah, you gotta crawl up the steps, stuff like right? that. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's so just to hear the stories, and it just made me think about the, you know the things that are going on now. And it's like, oh, is is reading a little bit like uh, uh, difficult? And oh, it's like tiring doing some research. Well, I don't have to drag a wheelchair behind me to get up a flight of stairs to then you know. Protest this, this stuff that's going on now. And it's just like gave me a lot of inspiration and a lot of like hope.
0: I you know? also love that they both at the camp and in the documentary showed how these folks have sexual identities. Yes. Desire. Oh. Uh, attraction. Because we mm-hmm. often reduce special needs folks and differently abled folks to to people who... You know, we just take care of... They don't have anything that they want beyond the basics. Yep. And that is so reductive and dehumanizing of their lived experiences, I think.
1: That was my... I think my favorite part of the whole movie. Mm. When my pal, Denise who has (laughs) cerebral palsy. I say my pal because she was like my favorite in the whole movie and I love her so much. (laughs) And she was all about, she's like, look, I, you know, I was like coming up, she has cerebral palsy and she, you know, was at the summer camp and she's like uh, a counselor and, you know, involved in everything and, and every summer. And, uh, she has an affair with she's like, Look, I like I wanna lose my virginity. I wanna like get some action. So she has an affair with the bus driver and she hooks up with him a few times and then she has like gets really bad abdominal pain. So she goes to the doctor and she's an adult, okay? She's like not this is not her as a teenager. Yeah, or is- <laughs> she's a <laughs> right. grown ass woman, okay, who uh it goes to the doctor and is like, I'm experiencing um you know abdominal pain and they removed her healthy appendix because they misdiagnosed her and because the surgeon never even considered the symptoms of gonorrhea because she was uh, a person with disability and they, they assumed were like there was no way she had slept no with way she could have had sex no way mm-hmm. that this could be symptoms of that and she was like "Well, oh, wait a sec i am totally a sexual being and she's like Fuck you guys. I'm going back to school. And she got her master's in human sexuality. Is That isn't the freaking coolest thing I've ever heard. I was like, oh, get it, girl. And there's a picture of her with a t-shirt on. Oh, what does it say? It says, behind this t-shirt is a sensuous woman. And
0: I'm like, that this chick yeah she was like fuck you i have gonorrhea and don't you forget it yeah don't and then oh my god those are some of my favorite moments there was one summer where
1: the crabs went around because everybody was banging freaky they were getting freaky and it was just it's like every summer camp all like the like they're just regular teenagers and it's just the most heartwarming like i loved every single thing about it and i love and she's the one who married the younger guy right yeah she had she she had needs baby she did and he was hilarious too he talks about hooking up and he even like he's like yeah and you know what i felt a hand on my cock and it was amazing
0: yeah i was so happy for them
1: (laughs) me too it was so cute so i just like think everybody needs to see that documentary and it produced by uh Michelle and Barack Obama. Hello. That's
0: so. right. Yeah, I think I that was that. the first release. That because you know how they have a deal with Netflix. Oh, I didn't I, know this. Yeah. Tell so me. I think they're producing a bunch of f- films or whatever, series in that same vein of like compelling, great storytelling, but about something that matters and can inspire oh. you. It's
1: really fun. Was there another documentary they did too? Is there well like the, her
0: the one about her becoming oh, is now a I documentary. have to see that. That's on Netflix too. I didn't watch it, but... Oh, I haven't watched it, but we
1: did read her book for Book Club.
0: Like it's mostly, you know, the thing with politicians is you're never going to get down to the down and dirty because they have to do it like... They have to be upstanding. But um, my friend Ryan, who's a documentarian, he was saying that it was fun to see her like with her mom and her brother because the dynamic is just like any brother-sister and you don't think of Michelle Obama as somebody's kid sister or whatever you know yeah oh so that's that part well, that was really fun
1: that's what i felt like when i read the book too when she's talking about the first date that she went on with yeah. brock and like them getting ice cream and how she like rolled her eyes at him and like how he was kind of late sometimes and she hated that and like yeah like they're just a regular couple yeah they're human th- right they're human well i mean in my eyes <coughs> <it is>. pardon <laughs> me excuse Ooh. me Big sneeze. Oh, my gosh, Susie. You would have hated it. I had the hiccups for like an hour this morning. I would have hated it. This what did is you an do? Aside, did you just, but... They just went away? Well, and then I told Ren, I was like, Ren, why have you not scared me yet? And he's like, you know, I was thinking about it, but I was really nervous because I know how jumpy you are, yeah, and I know well, how dangerous that can be say, if I scare you. I don't want to you're
0: Yes.
1: Ren always says that he has two jumpy ladies because Bo is really st- easily startled, and I am too. So, yeah. oh, God. I'm sorry
0: you had to deal with that trauma.
1: Yeah, it really was. It gets painful after a while, but I don't know.
0: I get so mad.
1: Yeah. About hiccups?
0: Yeah. Like my, when oh, you have
1: them. Oh, Me too. It. And every do single it. time I hiccuped, I was like, oh, God.
0: Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> frustrating
1: to have them. Yeah. I don't like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't like it. And that I
0: really don't like any kind of medical anomaly in which n- nobody has cracked the case. Like, I b- d- think we've cracked the case on hiccups, though. No, we really haven't because. <laughs> They might know, okay, your um, diaphragm has been irritated or whatever, but they can't figure out how to get it to stop. And that's why it scares me because, you know, there's people that have them (laughs) for years. Oh my God,
1: that's right. And there's no cure, man. (gasps) Oh my gosh, you did
0: just get me scared. See, I did
1: scare you. (laughs) You did. Oh my, which is really funny because that's, so now it's like, ooh, what do I want to talk to you about? Because I have so many interesting things. Would Mm. you like to know about... The Hormone Highway, which is why we get that feeling of being scared, or would you like to know about uh, a biological warfare expert who tells us why we should never get in a Las Vegas pool?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's obvious, but um, I'll go with the Hormone Highway, and then I'll say, I'll, I'll go one better, and I'll tell you about a Hormone Highway, namely... The one that Modern Fertility can figure out just by taking a quick test. You can figure out all about your hormone levels and any reproductive red flags you might have. How many eggs are in your body? Are you a fertile myrtle? Are you a barren spinster? (laughs) What if they said that? Oh my (laughs) gosh, what if? (laughs) No, but they can tell you everything that's going on in your body with regard to your fertility and um, all that stuff that's kind of a mystery down there. And then if you try to go to your doctor, it'll cost you $1,000 or more just to get like the same information. So I love Modern Fertility because this is the same stuff, but it's easy, affordable. You can do it right at home for 159 bucks, And they give you so much insight about your own body, which is so empowering, whether you want kids or not. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash braincandy. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost you at the doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash braincandy, modernfertility.com slash braincandy. Okay, let's yes. hear about your hormone highway. Yes. Okay, so have do you ever notice
1: changes in... Your heartbeat or changes, in, and I, just, I don't mean yeah. just from, like, running or anything like that, but, yeah. like, when you're stressed out. Okay, me too. Like, I have a weird, like, flutter almost. Yeah. That like, I... I've, and it started recently to get more
0: yep. intense,
1: and I know that it's related to stress. Okay. Right? And, and like, do, I mean... The, I, I assume not, so. Of course. So there's... Yeah. And now, like, we're seeing how there's, like, a whole bunch of connection between uh, 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 the stress we're experiencing, what can help with that. And, um, so it all kind of started in 2005. There was a study that was published in the new England journal of medicine about this woman who, um, I don't know if this was her real name, but in the study, her name's Joanne Simpson. And she gets flown into this hospital, um, because she's experiencing like really intense chest pains and like all of the symptoms of a heart attack okay and my mom is listening right now and rolling her eyes because she's like yes i was telling you kids about this and you guys were just saying uh uh uh-huh uh-huh and now of course you know they publish journals and my mom's always right (laughs) so anyways um she was they did all of the tests for it all of her arteries were totally clear and they were like why is she still ex- experiencing all the symptoms of this like chest pain and everything and so the doctors are like you know have you experienced any unusual stress and she said yep she's having all these like family stuff and then mm-hmm. also she the the day before she watched her pet die a really painful death. And it was like her pet that she loved so much. Her dog died. Mm. And so she took it so hard that her heart, it like interfered with the functioning of her heart muscle and it almost killed her. So we know that this intense flood of stress hormones can like stun the heart and produce, essentially like producing the symptoms of a heart attack. And it was Mm. the first like write-up of this broken heart syndrome where we were like, yes, this is absolutely... A thing that really Mm -hmm. that happens so we kind of know that like anecdotally yeah but so where it all kind of ties together is it's all part of like our these biological responses that are going on to the outside world and to what we're dealing with and what we're faced faced with and it all happens on this hormone highway that i know we've talked about on here before called the vagus nerve and Mm -hmm. we've talked about this yes Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is kind of like this new, newly, uh, uh, not, I don't, oh my God, this is my mom again. It's like, she knows I'm talking about her. Decline mom. (laughs) Um, So all of these, like all these hormones and everything that like, um, this is, This is the neural network that comes alive when you have a gut feeling, when you have a broken heart, when you, Mm. um, like, watch if you have a kid and your kid trips and falls and you get that, like, (gasps) like that feeling Mm -hmm. that just, like, courses through your body. That is the vagus nerve. That is the vagus nerve, like, lighting up and these tubes that, like, run from the brainstem all through your body. And so it's different. So this this nervous system is kind of like you know like a lot of other things in our body that if we use it we can strengthen it. And this also like it's like strengthening and making your in the same way we we keep like our arteries clear and we want those to be nice and healthy so the blood can all pump and flow well to our heart. We want a really strong vagus nerve and really strong, mm. like, like central nervous system. And people who have, this was really interesting. There's a, new research is studying this. And there's this woman named Barbara Fredrickson, who's at North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And she says that, uh, uh, she did a recent study that showed that what strengthens this neural highway is small moments of positive interaction and a sort of falling in love, if you will, with the people who surround you on a day-to-day basis. And it says that means everyone from your spouse and children to the barista you get to know at the corner coffee shop. So basically people mm-hmm. – we, we've like – we underestimate these moments of, of human interaction, like just being kind and being nice. And you know how you meet – like people like Ren who are like so sweet and kind to everybody. He absolutely agrees with me on the we can't watch America's Funniest Home Videos together because it's too painful to watch people fall. And the and he it's because of this hypersensitive and like – strengthened vagus nerve and so like the more you use it the more strengthened it gets but the problem is with the situation we're in we're Mm -hmm. all experiencing these feelings of loneliness yeah and so we have to try so hard to have these what she calls small but mighty interactions and these moments these micro moments of positive like you know experiences okay it's kind of one of those where it was like (sighs) yes it's so wonderful and it's so great that we know that uh, uh that having just like moments where you like smile with the person who you're passing on the street or you give your kid a hug or you you know uh uh talk to your spouse about, you know, your first date or whatever it was. Like those things are so important, but now we're getting less and less than those. And then the whole rest of the, oh my God, it was supposed to be like happier. And now I'm like, ugh, I should have done this in the opposite order that the <laughs> end of the article talks about an epidemic of loneliness that we're well, cr- sure, currently yeah.
0: in. Yeah. Yeah. i like, I, the fun oh, thing so for me is that I am feel more connected now. Cause like, oh. Um, I've been able every Tuesday, my friends and I all zoom for two hours um, and just have a happy hour together. That's great. we weren't doing, they're in Pittsburgh and we weren't doing this before the pandemic. And now like in Pennsylvania, they're doing really well in terms of COVID. And so they can kind of go Mm. about their normal life, but we're still doing the zooms every week and it really fills up my bucket. That's so
1: good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That's
1: like a, and don't you feel, this is kind of like, I think we were talking about this last time, about kind of stripping everything down and and the things that are really important. You know, you even wrote about it in your article that like people become more important and Mm -hmm. that's exactly it because you know what this, and what I took away from this is that the things that make us feel all those good vibes, that, that hormone highway, the thing that helps our that dopamine and serotonin all the good lovey-dovey hormones that make us feel really good the thing that strengthens that is not oh i got this new handbag oh i you know have this many likes on whatever it's that one-on-one moment, that personal moment with your best friend or mm-hmm. with your spouse or with your dog or with whatever. But it's actually being in those moments and enjoying them and embracing them and, and being present. And it's not all that. Nothing, I, nothing ever is, oh, yeah, uh, how much money you have in the bank or, um, you know,
0: where, And if it what, is, then you're hanging out with the wrong people.
1: Way the wrong people. <laughs> right. And then what happens when all that goes away? Those people all go away. I mean, yes, I am – uh, uh, Ren and I are watching – I almost said Susie and I. No, the other person <laughs> I hang out with. Uh, Ren, Ren and I started watching Shit's Creek, that no, show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so good. So we started with season one. And that's a perfect example of people who had all the money and then it went away. And then, you know, everybody goes away yeah, with it. Yeah, what's left.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: this, I mean, this is like depressing news, but it's it's, it's like uh, a study that I feel like I can't deprive you of because I love you know these numbers so much. But it was <laughs> data collected from uh, 180,000 adults who were lonely or socially isolated, which they defined as like a dissatisfaction with social relationships or having few social connections. So like people who reported that um, as their answer, and yeah. they found that this loneliness was associated with a 29% increase in heart attack and a 32% greater risk of stroke. And people who had fewer uh, social connections showed disrupted sleep patterns, altered immune systems, higher inflammation, and greatly increased levels of stress hormones. And mm-hmm. then I think you think about all the people who live alone when you're older, and it's like, that's so sad. Yeah,
0: the, I feel like in addition to the loneliness factor for uh, older folks... You know, we've seen so much about how the care in um, nursing homes and yes. se- senior centers, and um, we have a real problem. Oh with how my gosh, we're treating the older members of our society. I, I hope that's evident now to yeah,
1: everyone. And it's it's like it, to me, it just blows my mind. Oh my gosh! And I haven't watched it yet, but like I I was doing that thing where I had Netflix on in the background, and it was on the and you know how it starts to play. Now yeah. without you even pressing anything, so I had it on uh, what, that. What's it called? Secret love, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, I almost started. But I was like about to cry in like five minutes in when it just was showing me the uh, <laughs> uh, a little bit of that. But oh, I don't know what this. Made, what made me think of oh, this? Oh, because I was saying
0: older folks are mistreated so much. Yeah. Um, and, and are lonely, of course. Uh
1: huh. There was something else that. Oh no! I know. I just. That's uh, alright. Let it like, go. Ah,
0: uh,
1: yeah. And then I just got caught up in how cute that documentary was. <laughs> and how, how I still need to like watch. I have to actually click on it and watch it. But, yeah, it's a real celebration of yeah. same-sex couples oh, and also oh, oh. just older. Oh. I remember now. I remember. It. Yes, thank you. And how? in just watching that, I saw. Um, they had a clip of, of how she was one of the Rockford peaches and how she like played mm-hmm. baseball and all that. And I think about the people who are in these like elderly homes and like senior living facilities are like, can be like badasses and yeah. like people who have done like amazing things in their life. And they're just like being fed, like spoon fed, like, you know, some pudding and nobody talks to them and like, no, what I just, it's, it's like heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, it is. It's and a real problem. And we just need one. a more. Yeah, I want.
1: I listened to something on. Uh, it was on an NPR. You know, you know, back in the day when I used to drive to your house all the time and was in the car a bunch. I listened to the story on NPR where it was talking about a community, and I think it's in California. That's a senior living facility for people who are from India and have like, hmm. or like, identify that as like their the culture that they would like to, to. Yeah. You know, be, that's like the old people home for people from India, which was so great because mm-hmm. over in India, they had a lot of connection and, and a community amongst people who were older, but they don't here in America. So they were like, eh, yeah. forget that. We'll start our own. And this place is like that people are so healthy and they're doing wonderful and it was such a thriving community. And I think about where my grandma lived and that was so wonderful.
0: I want to oh, be put man. into a senior facility that's for hilarious people oh, that would be so fun. What would you choose? You'd probably choose like active, right? Well,
1: wherever you're going, I'm going.
0: <laughs> so Okay. All right. Just yeah. Checking.
1: This was actually really funny. We were talking about this the other day. We were, we were say, like, when, when you posted that thing about us and our golden girl, like, and Ren yeah. said, Ren was like, I had a good laugh about that because <laughs> that really will be you guys. Right. And I was like, You guys, you're there too. Why do you think think I'm married? Or married? Why do you think I'm with a younger man? I'm like, well, I'm gonna marry him eventually. So I'm like, this is—we have this all planned out. Susie's in on it too. By that time, you know, we (laughs) We won't even be interested in like sex or anything like that. It'll just be like somebody to like play cards with, and it'll be great. We'll be like an adorable, uh, you know, best friends, and we'll all Mm -hmm. just like live together in our little old people home and play cards and, like, remember when we were Instagram models. That sounds nice. That sounds lovely, right?
0: Yes. I can't Especially wait. Especially compared like to the dystopian hellscape we live in now.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, you know, and then after finding my first gray hair, I'm like, nah, I'm just ready to throw in the towel and just start <laughs> this life. Like, let's just do it.
0: Early I do retirement. think it's funny that, I don't know, we must be on the sort of precipice of the hair dye revolution because when my grandma hit... I don't know, 50 to 60, mm-hmm. she just looked like an old lady and they kind of like, uh, they right. all cut their hair, they went gray and then they would perm it and yes. that was it. And then they all it. wore the same old lady uniforms. Yep. And the same perfume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was saying this to Ren. I, I had, I had some
1: like, uh, uh, essential oils going and I was like, Oh, that smells like, like grandma perfume. Grandma. And he's like, funny, grandma. that smells like my grandma perfume. And I was like, yeah. Cause there were only three yes. perfumes then.
0: This one, this one, or this one. They should make a candle that's like grandma candle and it's like old oh, lady scent.
1: Yeah. We, it's like got to be rose and gardenia.
0: <laughs> I, right. It's totally a thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's like they decided at a certain age, like I've expired and now I'm an old lady. And so I, at least in anecdotally, right. women from that era, from 50 until they kicked the bucket, looked the same. The like even same. if it was 50 years. Right, that's so yeah. true. Like you
1: couldn't tell the difference between like yeah. then then there'd be like the 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 women would be like a mother daughter who are both older, right? Like over fifty, so you'd yeah. have like a a a, a sixty or seven, you know, and then like the ninety year old mother, and they look like yeah, they it was could like B. Sisters. Arthur and
0: Sophia Petrillo.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, we're that's not going to be us. No, we're not. no, look at God Jennifer Lopez. I mean, for goodness sakes. I keep yeah. people keep putting up pictures of her like this is 50. Right. I know. It's going to be great. So. Yeah, I think that gives a hope. But you know, now that we now that uh uh um I'm thinking about that community and that, you know, for older people, why why wait? <laughs> I think I might be more into like like commu like a con- like living on just like let's like whatevs, you know? You want to live communally now? Kind of. I think so. Maybe. Or like, (laughs) you know, just like away from people. Like, because like I think about what are the elements like? Mm. Like I want a farm. I want to like, I want to grow like my own food. I like, you know, Mm. like the no chemicals around. I, you know, I, I think... Oh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm all it definitely about sustainability. Has. It feels like, you know, that that whole the childcare thing with the the yeah, you right. know, street fraternities we were talking about kind of sounds good too. I'd like to adapt elements of that. Street
0: fraternities.
1: Yeah. I'm,
0: yeah, right. No,
1: I'm with you. I'm thinking that's like not the worst idea and like I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Shit's crazy, man. <laughs> And then I started Coffee looking into like bu- I started looking into like buying a house and like what that would be like and like when yeah. that day is going to come and everything in Los when- Angeles never no so that ain't like, happening that is- no never so where are we going, Sus? Like you know, well I'm probably Pittsburgh for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes sense for you. I'm probably going to head to Texas.
0: That's where yeah. my friend's family is. Got well, I don't open- understand how anyone affords a home in any of these sort of like no joke, you know. New York, L.A., San Francisco, all those, it's, San Diego.
1: It's insane. And somehow mm-hmm. we stumbled across, Ryan and I stumbled across, a, a, I don't know if it was like TikTok or something that we were t- like down a hole of one night and it was like real estate and it was a place <laughs> and it was like, this is what you get for like 285000 yeah. in like this place. And I was like, oh, turn it, turn it. I can't see anymore. It was like painful. Yeah. It was misery to watch. Yeah, Ugh. you were
0: born in the wrong place for... Um, affordability that's for sure but
1: hmm okay so uh uh, i i i want to tell you about this this pool
0: what do you mean oh yeah the
1: biological warfare expert and what they said Cause this is <laughs> this was pretty funny, so this this kept popping up this article kept popping up in my feed um like online and then uh I got an email from like a few different things that I subscribed to like polit- po- popular science and you know i fucking love science dot com and all that fun stuff so this is a guy who it, he became he began his career as a chemical officer in the u s army like that's like a a chemical officer like ooh um so he's like a chemical chemical and biological warfare specialist oh. and yes so he uh uh put up this tweet and, that, like, recently on Twitter, obviously, that's where you tweet, his name's Dan Cazetta, Ka- Kas- Dan Cazetta. And he says, as a specialist in chemical and biological warfare, take this warning from me, never get into a pool in Las Vegas, don't even touch the water. <laughs> so then he goes on to write this whole article. And, uh, and then it says, I know certain things so that you don't have to. Like, I know, like, let me tell you, what's in there, you don't even want to know. So no. then he got a bunch of people were like, oh come on it's not that bad he said he got like a a, uh like annoyed replies from a lot like las vegas pool enthusiasts and like you know he's like (laughs) let me let me explain to you what like why i'm saying this so one day while he was he was working and this was back in like 98 or 99 he was working and he got a call from the white house and one of the guys this was a guy in another federal agency and the the guy essentially said, "Look, you got to help me out. I'm working this case in Vegas. It's probably nothing, but I need. I, it could be like a biological thing, and I need to uh, access a lab, like a really high tech lab, that can keep this on the down low until we know what the deal is." And so in the case, they they gave them three different samples. They gave them control samples that were blank, and they the scientists were not told which one is which. So mm-hmm. they had a, a sample of like this clear kind of gelatin stuff in one. Then there was tap water in one and some swimming pool water from a major hotel in another mm-hmm. one. Two days later, they got a phone call back in the middle of the night. From He got this call at his own home from the White House switchboard with the lab that was like very eager to talk to him. And mm-hmm. the sample had, from one of the finest labs in the country had alarmed them so much that it wasn't even the sample that they were looking at. Looking at that it was the they like the other samples they were testing it against one was tap water and one was pool water they called him because they were like holy shit the pool water sample he says to use a technical phrase was a shop of horrors <gasps> it had a- alarming levels of things that i can barely pronounce what is that giardia oh
0: god crypto cryptosporid
1: a whole bunch of stuff. Basically, a huge number of meta- metabolites from human urine, fecal matter, human, m- m- fecal mammal and, matter. Yes, and avian, trace amounts of cocaine, ketamine, several different <laughs> opiates. It goes on and on. Uh, Andioviruses, a weak immunochromiographic hit for tularemia, and like a whole bunch of stuff. That He went and got ri- uh, river water from the t- Potomac River and sent yeah. that in. That was safer. Oh, God. And so a few years later, he was back in Las Vegas. And at this point, <laughs> he was working in the U.S. Secret Service, but still hadn't lost his contacts with his lab. Because, and he says, like, a whole bunch of funny stuff in there, like, because, like, we're scientists and, like, that's what we do. And we're, like, nerds. And sometimes mm-hmm. we, like, run samples and, like, want to study stuff. But it doesn't For get published because we're yeah. just <laughs> nerds like that. And mm-hmm. so he went around and he collected samples from other uh, swimming pools in Las Vegas, all of them so bad yep e coli norovirus also were known to be spreading in swimming pools he was like do not go in the swimming pool he said he called it well same shit different year oh man what do you think of that well well i'm i'm grossed out because in my mind i was totally under the impression like i was giving way too much credit to chlorine I mean, in my mind, chlorine was like, <laughs> like, I don't know, disinfecting
0: everything. It, it is though. That's well, why you don't get not. sick. But it is because we all go in these pools and don't get sick mostly. But so you, sometimes you kinda do, I don't know, it kind of—I don't know—it freaks me out. Like, and, and then, but I go. Of course, it just
1: says like never ingest the water, and hopefully you'll remain in the majority because it says the majority of the people who go in these pools don't get sick. And so it says, try not to think about it, keep your mouth closed, don't ingest the water, and maybe you'll remain in the majority. But I think (sighs) about how grossed out I get, like, the idea of swimming in... I mean, we were on the challenge, Suze. They've thrown us, like, chucked us, uh, like, bungee corded us, uh, you -hmm. know, uh, into water. I mean, I like, they threw me into a a puddle, well, not puddle, lake, whatevs, pond, in the middle of Africa, and, (laughs) like... What you know like I, there's like animals drinking from the all around me, and like it's yeah. totally not like a swimming hole or like something that's and I think about that, <laughs> and i 'm like like kind of like, ooh, gr-, you know, I wonder what kind of bacteria is swimming in there, and then I willingly and I want to be like rinsed off as soon as I 'm out of those like you know kind of situations, and then uh uh you know in a Las Vegas pool, I'll like you know hang out in that bathing suit for a little while,
0: heck no <laughs> okay, not anymore. But-
1: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/slash/metaverse impact.
0: You know how sometimes when people go swimming in local lakes, they get that flesh-eating uh, bacteria. Yes, that my mom's friend's daughter you. got that and had she to have died. a whole
1: chunk of her leg taken off. See that she got scares it on her up out of me. That scares me too.
0: But nobody ever gets that from a pool, so Ooh, that makes me point. feel better.
1: So like you won't get flesh eating bacteria, <laughs> but you might get E coli. Okay. Right. Okay, okay. Okay. This is really uh
0: uh yeah, I'm I don't know. I can't Because, you know, they love doing those blacklight exposés of hotel rooms and stuff. (laughs) And I get it. It is icky and gross. But I'm always just like, yeah, but ignorance was bliss. I didn't know and I was all right. It Mm
1: -hmm. really is. Ignorance is bliss. I don't like to know any of that stuff.
0: I don't like the phrase shop of horrors either. No, I don't either. Shop of horrors is
1: not what you want to hear from. (laughs) And then when they're like, nope, I'm not getting in that water. I'm like, "Mm, I don't want to either. Mm -mm, mm Mm-mm-mm-mm um question about the black light stuff oh yeah is that i've always wondered this and i don't know seems like not something i'd like to google and look at the answers (laughs) of but is it a is it just a regular black light that does that or is it like a special kind of like i think it's a
0: regular black light because they have like those bacteria one is
1: there a special one to detect like urine I'm not saying this because I need to do this in any way. I'm saying this because like I, <laughs> right, If you are probably that. like, What? Why you is she asking? Because like I'm I, I don't know. There was a uh, mm-hmm. I was looking for like a, a carpet cleaner a long time ago for, you know, if a dog has an accident and oh. there was one that said it like came with a like light that you can use to detect urine. And I was like, isn't that hmm. just a black light? And then I thought, wait a sec, is it different? Is it what that's what, a good I
0: question i never thought about it i always thought it was just a traditional normal everyday right. black light
1: but if that were the case don't you feel like we would have heard a lot of like funny stories from the
0: 70s about that like because like <laughs> right well have you ever been in the one time i was in a room with a black light and my shirt which in the normal light looked normal but in black light you could see what was um kind of like detergent staining oh okay and so uh, yeah. and that was embarrassing cuz then everyone makes a joke like oh you peed on yourself or whatever oh uh,
1: um, oh i'm sorry that happened to you
0: <laughs> no, i'm just saying just that i think those black lights show you any kind of abnormal okay stainage. so how do up- they know it's like urine or oh, that's semen. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, you're this right. is it. That because when they do that, it's like okay. So are you picking up everything? Because like yeah. it could be laundry. This is what I'm saying. Is it? Is it only? So how yes. grossed out should we really be? Because I wouldn't be like at you know spilled like Greek yogurt on the floor. But <laughs> right. Greek
0: yeah. yogurt, so specific. Right? Well, I was trying to think of something that had a I don't know consistency that might look spell- a little. What I usually spill, of course, is wine. Yes. We I mean our whole carpet we, I, I did a tweet one time where I said I should just buy wine colored carpeting. That would Your save mom me did. a lot of time. <laughs> My mom did. Poor bag. She just even forget. drink wine. I know, I'll never
1: forget. Never You don't like she... her mauve carpeting? Oh, it's, it, that to me is just the funniest. My that it's it's so funny. I don't know why that, that she she replaced it with the same color. She loved it. She loves it. You know what? When she you, knows what you, she likes. You know what you like. When you know what you like, you, you like what you like, and, and I that's feel like fun. that's
0: always true with people with bad taste. They're really committed to it. Yeah. Which you is know, unfortunate
1: like, because, as we right. learned, often those things disappear because they're the only ones committed to it. What is it called? <laughs> the
0: You always oh remember. God, the Harbinger. <laughs> The Harvinger, yeah, the effect. consumers that tend to buy yes. crap yes. that no one else likes. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that Poor is peg. super funny. Oh goodness. Well, you know, I have uh, a stor- some stories about recycling, but we'll save that for another day because, you know, that'll just make you feel down on yourself and bad. Oh, my God. It's more bad news? Well, you know, just one of those things where it's like, hmm, is this really doing anything? But I will leave yeah. you with, with something more positive. Okay. Okay. That uh, uh, the <laughs> first person to, uh, oh, let me put it this way. Just eight people have reached the deepest part of the ocean, and more than 550 50 people have visited space, but only okay. one person, this woman named Kathy Sullivan, has done both. Wow. Shout out to Kathy, who Shut- has been to the deepest point of the ocean and uh, to outer space. And I
0: love that it was wow. a woman who did it first. She, what, so she was an astronaut? Yes. And now she, is she retired? Uh oh! I don't know. I bet so because there's no way they can keep them very long because you need to be in such good shape. Yeah,
1: she. I she. She she did that afterwards. Yeah, so now she's. Uh, Yeah, so I bet you
0: it's that thing we experience where after going on the shows, we have this need for adrenaline. And she mm-hmm. found a healthy way to do it. The rest of us just, you know, like drink or have <sighs> high-risk sexual right, behavior. <laughs> right, right.
1: She she's been like this. She, she's been an explorer and adventurer like her whole life it like start cool. you know she had she earned a phd in uh, geology so she's been studying My like word. she's been an explorer for forever she graduated in 1978 and then joined nasa and became the first american woman to walk in space during the space shutter- shuttle challenger mission and then wow. now and in- uh, somebody quoted her as having an impeccable track record. She's only the eighth human being to ge- explore the bo- like the deepest part of the ocean. How and, deep uh, are we
0: talking? By the way, do you know? Yeah,
1: that's a really good question. Challenger that Deep, the first me out. woman to dive the Challenger Deep. I don't know. Mm. It. I wouldn't. It. It should say that. Oh, that's amazing, though. Good for her. She probably yeah. thinks it's no big deal, too. Probably, and like <laughs> that's like my. And I. I was reading this at. Oh my gosh, 200 miles from the trench, but how deep is it? Oh, a depth of uh, 35,853 feet. That's sick. She,
0: oh, she, di-
1: she was my diving God. that deep? She's inside of yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Okay. a thing, because you can't, like, it's Yeah, because the pressure. It's, yeah, it's like this certified vehicle called the limiting factor,
0: can you imagine how And it's fun the that only is.
1: certified vehicle in the world that can reportedly dive, repeatedly dive to any depth in the world's ocean.
0: That's awesome. Wow. wow. Now that I would be into. Right. You would? Yeah, because you're in a thing, so you're yeah,
1: protected. I, you get, know? I know, but it's like, that to me is like saying you're protected if you're at the space station. I ain't going there. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, good point. Good point. That just freaks me out. Talk about being out of control. She, yeah. In every situation, she she's just one loose screw—not in her head, but in the machine. Literally. away from nowhere. Uncertain. Oh, that is so horrible. That's this terrifying. Exciting. And you don't make it up to the. You don't make it back to the surface at thirty-five. That, something yeah, goes you're wrong. Like a, you're done. Yeah, you're ah, and then it, oh. and then if it breaks, you're squished. The pressure down there right. is so great that yeah, you, so you it like pan squishes pancake. you. Oh my god! Oh my god! That freaks me out. Oh, it's making my feet
0: tingle. <laughs> I am not an explorer. No. Nope. If we if we make your t- t- feet tingle, then you should yes. tell a friend and leave a five star review and tag us in all your social stuff cuz yes, we love it. Yes, please do. Ah, uh, <sighs> good times, great oldies. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.